Thank you, Jesus. Welcome to Kingdom Culture this afternoon. Wherever you are, we're in your broadcast center. Or if you are at home, please stand up on your feet because we're just going to welcome God this afternoon. We're just going to fix our gaze and our attention on him. And I know it's been a very hard week for some of us. But today, let's turn our attention away from everything else and give it to him today. Let's turn our attention from everything else and give it to him today. As we're praying in pre-service prayers, we say, God, we are open. So as we are open, we turn our attention to him today. Begin to give him the glory, the honor, and the praise that he's due. Begin to give him the adoration that he's due this afternoon. Begin to honor him. Begin to give him glory. Begin to exalt his name because he's worthy of it all. I know it's been a tough week, but just begin to worship him. Because in him there is strength, there is love, there is peace, and there is hope. Begin to raise your voice this afternoon, acknowledging who he is, that he is God, that he's the God of peace, the God of love, that he's God over all things, God over our circumstances this afternoon. Begin to exalt his name. Father, we exalt you. Father, we give you all the glory and the honor that you deserve today. We acknowledge that you are God. Above all else, we acknowledge that you are God. Above what we see and what we know right now, we acknowledge that you are God. Father, we exalt you. Hallelujah to you, O oh God, because you are deserving of all the glory today. You are deserving of all the honor and the praise, my God. Only you deserve it today and nobody else, not man, not woman, not any other lover, but you deserve it today, O oh God. My God, we extol your name. We magnify your name. Father, we extol your name. We magnify your name. Father, we extol your name and we magnify your name. We exalt you. We exalt you in our homes. We exalt you in the places that we're gathering today. We exalt the name of our God. We lift him up like a banner today in the name of Jesus giving him glory that he deserves father you alone are worthy to be praised god we call you worthy we call you holy we call you righteous we acknowledge who you are today that you are our god that you are our king that you are our savior that you are our redeemer and our strength father we acknowledge you today as god over all as god in this place god in the rooms that we gather today we exalt no other god but you we extol no other god but you my god we give you the glory that you are deserving of we give you the honor that you are deserving of we give you the praise that you are deserving of today we lift up our voices in honor in praise and in worship oh god levante de mediana declaring that you are god 
God. We declare that you are God. We declare that you are king. We declare that you are Lord of all. We declare that you are God of all. God above all else that we see. The God above all else that we know. The God that is worthy to be praised. Worthy of honor and adoration. Worthy of our worship. Today we exalt you. Today we exalt you. This afternoon we lift up your name. This afternoon we declare the name of our God who is worthy to be praised. Our strong tower. Levantes de media. Our shelter. Our strength. Our God in whom we trust. Our fortress. Our redeemer. The soul of our strength. We fix our gaze on you. We keep our hearts stayed on you this afternoon. We keep our minds stayed on you this afternoon because you are the God that we choose to worship. You are the God that we choose to turn our eyes to. Not to the things that we see in front of us. Not to the challenges. Not to man. Not to woman. But to you, oh God. We choose you today, oh God. We choose you today, oh God. We fix our gaze on you. We fix our eyes on you. We fix our hearts on you. We fix everything that we are on you today, oh God. We turn to you, oh God. We turn our attention to you, oh God. We turn our hearts to you, oh God. We turn our minds to you, oh God. Today we say that we will worship you with all that we are, with our hearts, our mind, and our souls. We will worship no other God but you today. We will worship no other God but you today. And today we declare no foreign God will take your place. No situation will take your place. No man will take your place. No woman will take your place. No situation will take your place. But God, you will take your place. Let man that the God that is worthy, the God that is crowned in glory, crowned in power, who the elders and the angels worship, declaring holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, the one who sits on the throne. Let Kalamanda today we say that to him be all glory, honor, and power and adoration that he deserves. We say, Blessed, blessed be unto the Lord our God who is worthy to be placed. Blessing, honor, and power be unto our God. Blessing, honor, and power be unto our God. We exalt you today with the sound of our lips, with the lifting up of our hands, with the clapping of our hands, with the dancing of our feet, and with the shouting of our voices. We lift you high today. We celebrate you, O oh God. We celebrate you, O oh God. We exalt you, O oh God. Evandes de Maria. We celebrate you, O oh God. We celebrate you, O oh King, who sits on the throne. Le Calamandes de Vena. To him be all glory, honor, and power. To him be all glory. To him be all glory. Come and give him glory this afternoon. If you need to stand up, stand up and give him glory. If you need to kneel, give him glory. Honor him and thank him because he's the God that's seen you through to today and here you are now. That he found you. That he granted you the grace to be here today to give him glory. So give him glory that he deserves. Father, I 
give you glory. God, I honor you today. Lord, I exalt you. Lord, I lift you high. Hallelujah to you, oh God. The one that is worthy to be praised. The one that deserves all glory. Hallelujah to you, oh God. My God is awesome. God, you are beautiful. God, you are beautiful. God, you are beautiful. God, you are beautiful. Mandesta, you are majestic in all your ways. Your ways are wonderful. Your ways are good. You are perfect in every way. I command this valley. You are the God. That took me from the Mary clay and you set our feet on solid ground. God, we give you glory. God, we give you glory. God, we give you our Redeemer. You're our Redeemer. Jesus, our Redeemer. Jesus, our Redeemer. Jesus, our Redeemer, our Savior and our King, we exalt you today. Savior and King, we exalt you today. The Lamb of God that sits on the throne, who is worthy to be praised, we exalt you today. Lamb of God, we exalt you today. Jesus, Jesus, we exalt you. Jesus, we acknowledge that you are King. We acknowledge acknowledge that you are God. We acknowledge that you are our Savior. My God, we exalt you. My God, we exalt you. We're open for you today. We're open. We're open for you today, God. Oh, Jesus, we exalt you. King of kings, we exalt you. Lord of Lords, we exalt you. The one whom the train of the road fills the temple, we exalt you. And we welcome you in this place. Sit on the throne of our hearts today. We give you the room today. We give you the room today, Jesus. Do what you want to do. We give you the room today, Lord Jesus. We give you the room, we give you the room. We give you the room today. We give you the room in our worship. We give you the room, Jesus. We give you the room, Jesus.
worship you in the beauty of your holiness. The beauty of your holiness. Who is like unto you, God? 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 to worship God this afternoon in spirit and in truth in spirit in spirit in spirit with revelation with revelation and the and understanding come and fix your gaze upon the one who the Bible says he's holy what does that mean to you holy holy come on fix your gaze upon that understanding that we have come to worship a holy God. The one who there is a picture that describes him and it says the angels and the elders surround him. And the response when they look upon this God is to cry holy. Holy, 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 holy is your name God. Holy is your name, God. Holy, 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 holy is your name, God. Samila no satanike sombaleva shandea. Holy is your name, your name, your name, your name, your name. Holy, 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 holy. Holy is your name, God. Sambele sotale nishani diandosa. We join in with the worship in heaven. We join in with the angels. We join in with the creatures. We join in with the elders. And we cry, Holy. We cry holy, we cry holy, we cry holy, come on lift your voice, we cry holy, we cry holy, we cry holy, we cry holy. We cry, we cry, holy. Zamino Santedia Nosha. We cry, holy. We cry, holy. 
we cry holy we cry holy god ah, you were set apart all by yourself you were set apart you were separate you are set apart we cry holy yeah, yeah, yeah. holy 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 we cry holy Alasamamakosatapali. you are set apart holy hey that's all we're gonna do this afternoon there is an emphasis on the holiness of god there is a specific emphasis this afternoon on the holiness the holiness of God the holiness of God the holiness of God Zamaligo you were set apart all by yourself God you are set apart you are separate you are holy 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 zameno santi kando shatali Embe sami kasompa leve sotali Anana kasompa vendo shali Ene somani kasentani nandado Alalala kasampe dosha Ene somano shatande Can I invite you to join To join in worship that goes beyond logic and understanding That goes beyond uh, uh, just the mere singing of songs this afternoon Can I invite you in worship Mako Shapande can I invite you to worship God in spirit to sing songs to him that comes from the depth and from the wells of your spirit can I invite you can I invite you to a place in worship this afternoon that goes beyond your mere understanding can i invite you to a place in worship that goes beyond just the singing of songs can i invite you this afternoon to dig down dig, dig deep in the wells of your spirit and let the worship flow can i invite you to dig deeper to begin to sing songs new songs new sounds unto your father Erecosa pali vezon beleve shitale Erecosa pali vezon telebando sha Can I invite you to dig deep to dig deeper Reza vike pando shatale En lebezun ke prize vizo tu maledo sha Ika pa zon pevezo tolia Ika pa rezo tombre kosha To dig deep dig deeper Dig deep into the wells of your spirit Mazon beve kosha tila mando sha Embre kosha tila mando sha 
Come on, dig deep, dig deep into the wells of your spirit and let a new song arise from within you and let a new sound arise from within you. And those let a new sound arise from within you. Let a new song arise from within you. Mazomba vika sombedekosha. Come a new songs of the spirit. I feel a birthing of new songs of the spirit. There are sounds and there are songs that lies in our bellies. New songs of worship. New songs of the spirit. Come and let it flow. Let it flow. Let it flow. Come and stir it up, stir it up, stir it up. Let it rise, let it rise from within you. Let it rise, let it rise from within you. Holy, holy, holy. Holy, 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 holy. Holy, 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 holy. Open our eyes that we may see you, God. We want to see what the angels see that makes them cry holy. We want to see what the elders see that makes them cry holy. I feel a birthing. There is a birthing of new sounds. There is a birthing of new songs of the spirit. It lies in the wells of our spirit. There is a place in worship that we can get to where we are not singing songs that have been formulated by other men. There is a place that we can get to and worship as we fix our gaze upon the holy God as we fix our gaze upon him as he sheds light and he grants us revelation of the nature and the essence of him there is a sound and a song based on that revelation that begins to come forth from the deep wells of your spirit from the deep wells of your spirit it is not revelation based on another man's song it is worship and a response based on the revelation that you have as you gaze upon his holiness there is a birthing there is a birthing of new sound there is a birthing of new sound
songs in the spirit. You don't have to be a worshiper. You don't have to be a singer. Pardon me. You don't have to be a singer. There is a sound. There is a sound. There is a birthing. There is a birthing. There is a birthing of new songs of the spirit. Oh God, take us deeper, take us deeper, take us deeper in our worship, take us deeper in our worship, take us deeper in our revelation of your holiness. Take us deeper in our revelation of your holiness. In our revelation of your holiness. We want to see what the angels see when they cry holy, holy, holy. We want to see what the elders see when they cry holy, holy, holy. We want to see what the creatures see when they cry holy, holy, holy. Samika Sompa Vendo Shatale. When they cry glory and honor and power, what do they see? When they cry glory and honor and power, what do they see? When they cry worthy is the Lamb, what do they see? When they cry worthy, 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 what do they see? Zamalo shatale nesati, take us deeper, take us deeper, God, take us deeper into the revelation of Your holiness, God, take us deeper. Take us deeper, take us deeper uh, into the revelation of your holiness, God. Take us deeper, take us deeper, yeah, yeah, yeah. Take us deeper, I uh, into the revelation of your holiness, oh God. Of your holiness, oh God. Into your holiness, God. There is a fresh revelation. There is a fresh revelation of the holiness of God. There is a depth of the revelation of the holiness of God. That is coming upon us. Mazavike pasonta mandoshai. Samelendo sepeli vashitale namando sakapando shatane the depth of the revelation of the holiness of God ala kosambele shatali Samelo Samba Vile, 
Samede sonte me nu shata. Same ko same ne ne ne. Zamila no same ne ne ne. Revelation of your holiness, yeah. In this song, revelation of your holiness, God. Zambeko sani kasontate, nanane nene kasomale, rando shande kesomale. Revelation of your holiness. Holiness, oh God. Zano shatani ko First Samuel two verse two says, "Just continue to be in that place of worship." It says, "Who is like thee among the gods? Who is like thee among the gods, O Lord?" No, this is Exodus 15 verse 11, pardon me. It says, who is like thee among the gods, O Lord? Who is like thee? Majestic in holiness. Awesome in praises. Working wonders. And 1 Samuel 2 verse 2 says, it says, there is no one holy like the Lord. Indeed, there is no one besides thee, nor is there any rock like our God. Psalms 86 verse 8 to 10, it says, There is no one like thee among the gods, O Lord, nor are there any works like thine. O nations whom thou hast made shall come and worship before thee, O God. And they shall glorify thy name. For thou art great and doest wondrous deeds. For thou art great and doest wondrous deeds. Because you alone are God. You are majestic in holiness. You are awesome in praises. You are majestic in holiness. And you are awesome in praises. You are majestic in holiness. You are majestic in holiness. You are majestic in holiness, Jesus. And you are awesome in praises. You are majestic in holiness. You are majestic in holiness. And you are awesome in praises. You are majestic. The word holy is the word kadosh. Kadosh, kadosh, kadosh. Kadosh, kadosh. You know the word holy, we 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 limit it to mean pure and we limit it to mean a, a, a purity and without sin. But that is just a dimension of holiness. 
you know the word holy it's it's quite difficult to explain it in our human understanding it means to be to be transcendently separate it means to be to be out of this world to, to, to be pure is only a dimension of holiness the human mind cannot comprehend the, the entirety of what it means when the bible describes god as holy you know the word holy is the only word in the bible that i see that it repeats it three times every time it it uses it to describe god it always says holy 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 it means to be transcendently cut out to be transcendently separate to be distinct it means to be in a class or by yourself it means to have no rival or competition it means that you are standing alone it means that you have been caught out and you stand as separate outside of everything oh jesus it means to be distinct it means to stand on your own it means to stand in your own category when the bible tells us that God is holy and when they look upon when the angels and the elders and the creatures look upon this transcendently separate God the reason they are in awe is because they look upon this transcendently separate God and they say who is this creature and who is this being that stands in a class all by himself there are no words to describe it there are no expressions to express it so the only thing that we can come up with is holy the only expression when we look upon this transcendently separate God the only expression you see the holiness of God it's not a characteristic or an attribute in the same way we say that God is merciful in the same way we say that God is love in the same way that we say that God is just we cannot put the holiness of God as another attribute no 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 the holiness of God is all encompassing the holiness of God is all encompassing it is what we see it is the expression when we gaze upon him and we gaze upon his splendor and we gaze upon his majesty the word that comes to mind is holy so when we say that God should grant us a depth of the revelation of his holiness what we are really saying is that god would grant us revelation of his all-encompassing nature and essence because when we grasp this revelation our response in worship will be a response to this holiness of a transcendently separate god jesus You know we have minimized the word holiness 
to part of the lyrics of a song we have limited the word holy and holiness to the lyrics in a song grant us revelation so that our worship may be in response to the transcendently separate nature of a holy God of a holy God ah that when we cry kadosh when we say kadosh kadosh when we say kadosh kadosh it is a response to the revelation it is a response to what we see it is a response to the insight it is a response to the understanding Kadosh, Kadosh, Kadosh. We cry Kadosh, Kadosh, Kadosh. We cry Kadosh, 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 Kadosh. Kadosh, 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 Kadosh. We cry Kadosh, 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 Kadosh. Kadosh, 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 Kadosh. Kadosh, 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 Kadosh. Kadosh, 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 Kadosh. Kadosh, 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 Holy. Holy. Kadosh, 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 Kadosh. Zamamamamaya. Kadosh, 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 Kadosh. Zamalizanokosani. Kadosh, 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 Kadosh. Zamalekosataleya. Kadosh, 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 Kadosh. Zamaya Santa Tatari. Kadosh, 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 Kadosh. Samika Soma Vele Sotani. Kadosh, 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 Kadosh. Samika Soma Santi. Kadosh, 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 Samakosande. Kadosh, 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 Kadosh. Ayayaya, Samakapakapaya. 
Holy, 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 holy. of your understanding holy 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 zambeka sontale holy 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 zamalebekosati than to behold iniquity. For you are of purer eyes than to behold iniquity. You are of purer eyes than to behold iniquity. Holy, 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 hol
You are holy, O God. You are holy. We join in with the angels. We cry out that you are holy. 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 Aka lebre kande de robo soto. Eka labrase torobo sata. We bask in your presence, O God, and we adore you. We set our gaze on you today. Eka labrase to. With everything in our being, Father, we give you glory. Aka lebre soto la kibrada. Eka labrase to. Aka nde de robo sata. We give you glory. Father, you are worthy. Akalabra setere robo sata. Ande de de bosoto iki ande de robo soto. Father, you are worthy. You are worthy. Alabra setere robo soto. Let's begin to focus on God. Alama setoro krobrondo de robo sata. As we focus on Him, let Him be magnified in our sight. As we set our gaze on him, let him be magnified. There is a divine visitation. People of God, are you willing to engage with heaven today? There is a divine visitation in this place. The Father is looking for one or two people that are willing to connect, that are willing to engage. You are worthy. Reba sata, pour it out, pour it out. That's what I'm hearing, my spirit. Pour it out, pour it out. Give your best worship today. Offer him your best today. Don't withhold anything. Release your praise. Alabraseto. Father, today we give you glory. We exalt, we exalt your holy name. Ale krobrodo do do bosata. Ekolo broken de 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 bosoto. Ale kendo do do bo kriabrada. You are worthy. You are worthy, Jesus. You are worthy. You are worthy. You are worthy, you are worthy. Halla brasetoli canabande de robo sata. Lebrekende de robo sata. Labra kendo ikabrande de robo sata. 
the picture that I'm seeing is like there's a lot of activity happening in the heavens and 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 and, and they're waiting for people that are willing to engage let our praise pierce the heavens today you are worthy you are worthy we glorify your name today jesus we declare you are holy 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 you are holy, you are holy, you are holy. I want us to pray for our expectation to rise in this service. Let the word come with expectation that is risen so that the word can have an impact on our lives. Father, we are expectant and we are ready for you to move. We will press through, O oh God, until our expectation Let's begin to pray for our expectation. Father, we know that you are faithful to deliver your word. But Father, we don't want our expectation to be low. We don't want our faith to be low. Father, we pray. Father, we thank you for your presence, O oh God. We are expectant and we are ready for you to move. We thank you for everything that you have done throughout the service, O oh God. We thank you, Father, for pouring out your presence. Father, we are grateful. We are hungry. We are expectant for you to move. Thank you, Jesus. For the next two to three seconds, I just want us to make a shout of praise to God. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Welcome to this Sunday service. For those of us who are in the broadcast center and for those people that are tuning online, welcome to the service today. Hopefully everyone is expectant. I know that I am, but this is going to be an amazing service. Now, before we proceed to the next stage, I just, uh, I just want to say that
as the word is going to come forth, I just want every person just to be expectant because we know that a lot of the time the person delivering the word would have prepared, but most of the time the people receiving the word, they don't necessarily have their hearts prepared so that the word is mixed with faith, so that we can actually leave the service transformed. So I just want us to be expectant throughout the whole service. Um, and next, um, I'm just going to, the announcements uh, for this week will just be on the screen, so pay attention. Hi family, my name is Penyal and I'll be bringing you this week's announcements. Paraculture Apostolic Hub are live on Zoom and on YouTube on the 24-7 prayer watch line, praying. Some of our watches will be on your screen right now. And if you'd like to partner with what we are doing at Prayer Culture, you can do so via Telegram or you can contact us on email, prayerculture at kculture.org. Revive our youth and young adult ministry gather together at 10.30pm Monday to Friday to pray just for 15 minutes on Zoom and on Instagram. We also have a life group that goes on on Tuesdays at 7pm. If you haven't already, now is the time to give, whether that's your tithe, offering or seed. Now is the time to give. There are different ways to give, as you can see on your screen. And if you are in the building, there are ushers who are handing out envelopes now for you. If you live in the UK and do not currently have a gift aid declaration for your giving, please do complete one for us. The link can be found in the description of this video. Royals, our children's ministry, gather together at 11am on Sundays. So if you would like your child to learn more about the principles of the faith, please contact them on kcroyals at kculture.org. Hero, our community for men, gather together on Thursdays at 11pm to pray. So if you would like to pray for your husband, your brother, your father, please do join them on the 24-7 prayer watch line. To find out more about us, please speak to one of our leaders and complete the, complete the link that can be found in the description of this video. You can also reach out to us on contact at kculture.org. Thank you for listening and hold on to your seat as you do not want to miss out on this word. Amen. Thank you for those life-changing announcements. So just to emphasize, if you're meeting in a physical location, raise your hand. Someone will give you an envelope so that you can give your offering. Um, like in the details and the description as well for those that want to give. Um, and let's just take a few seconds just to pray for the offering. Father, we thank you for every person that you've enabled to be able to give. And even those people that have hearts that are willing to give, may you please bless them, oh God, that they can also contribute to what you are doing, oh God, in this house and for your kingdom. Father, we thank you and we pray that every seed that has been sown, Father, let it be used to accomplish your purposes in this earth. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. 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 So just before we start, um, we have a lovely, lovely month this month. And today we are going to be appreciating our pastors and leaders of the house. So give them a round of applause. So I told some people to get some speeches ready. So y'all better come ready from the heart or written down 
Um, but the first person, before we call up the first person, um, just going to read a scripture first, which is First Timothy chapter five, verse seventeen. It says, "Let the elders who rule well be counted worthy of double honor, especially those who labor in the word and doctrine." And we've seen them do so in the house that we're in right now. So as we begin to honor, begin to say words regarding the leaders and the pastors of our—I mean, regarding the pastors of our house—please give a round of applause to Minister Christopher who will be honouring Reverend Israel Olumide Isiawe. Me again. Um, I don't like writing speeches because I don't want to sound robotic. and I want to really make sure that I'm speaking from the heart. Um, Pio, you've had a massive impact on my life. I've known you for 12 years now. I remember the first time that I encountered you. You were a youth pastor all over Victory Assembly. And 16 years ago, wow. And I remember just your vulnerability because at that time I was at the early stage of my salvation and I was looking for authentic people that were not just understand God, but there was a level of vulnerability. They didn't just tell you the word but they showed you the mistakes that they made on, uh, along the way. And to me, that just resonated because authenticity is rare. Gifting is very abundant. Um, so I thank you for the impact that you've had on my life. And through you, the example that you have set, not just what you teach behind the pulpit, but even how you have demonstrated manhood by the principles you have taught us. And I've, I've always observed how you deal with different things um, and I've, I've modeled what a man is just by observing you. So I want to thank you for the example that you have set for me. Um, because of you, I would say that, um, you know, it's contributed to me being the good husband that I am, the good father that I'll be to my future children. And I just want to say from the bottom of my heart, I really, really love you. And um, I can't use enough words to describe how much you mean to me. Um, and I just pray that, I know sometimes we pray that um, God will send you to nations. But the reason why I, I want you, I personally, I want you to be sent to more people. So a lot more people can experience what I experienced. A lot more people can have their lives changed like my life was changed through your example. So thank you for the sacrifices you have made in the example that you have set for the kingdom of God. I love you and appreciate you. Next, we have Minister Amanda appreciating Dr. Ajoke Israel Isiawa. Woo, cheer for her. She's amazing. Paj, wow, I don't know where to start. Um, I officially met Padge, I obviously seen her around, um, but when I first met her, I think it was the same Sunday, when, when I first got to actually start speaking to her, it was the same Sunday that my sister um, visited Kingdom Culture many, many, many years ago. And she invited me to her house, and we were just, um, I think preparing jollof rice or something like that. And I was just telling her, I don't know how to do any of this. Um, and yeah, so that's, that's how I met Padge, through sitting down, cooking, 
and I think she'd got home. She was in her PJs. <laughs> um, but I don't know, people say um, different things about different people, but Paj is my mom. She's, um, she's every mom. I already have a biological mom, but she's every mom that um, any girl could ever want. Um, she's fierce. She is. She prays for her children, and by her children, I don't just mean Kadesh and Jeremy. She spends time praying for each and every one of us. Um, she's compassionate. Um, she doesn't hide behind, or true, you know, like I don't know. People may assume that or she hides behind her husband. No, not even at all. Um, Paj is a light. Yeah, I was, gonna, <laughs> I was gonna crack that joke, but I thought let me leave that on <laughs> for you to say. But um, honestly, if I am half the woman that you are, Paj, when I grow up, um, I'll be very, very happy. I want to let you know that I appreciate you. These words don't do you service to who I see you to be. I can't wait um, for us to go on holiday to Dubai together and chill. Um, I can't wait for the boys to drive you around. I can't wait for for us and the other ladies to go on, you know, our our trips on our jets, and and I just I <laughs> and um, I just I just pray that everything that you've done in the secret that you would be rewarded openly. Um, I think not all of us know the things that you do for us, the things that. Um, that that you do for us in the in the in the secret and because we don't know and sometimes we can take you for granted um but i just pray that god would really reward you openly i pray that god would give you children that you deserve i pray that god would give you help i pray that you would never ever lack and i pray that you'd always smile amen and i just ask that you know every day when you go to a different event you'll be wearing new dresses and you're looking glam and that river continue to take care of you <laughs> And that you take care of me as well, okay? <laughs> Thank you. Amen. Thank you very much, Minister Amanda. So, I'm back again in your face. You guys have seen me three times already. It's too much. It's too much. But I'm going to be making a speech about Pastor Tunji Oluchini. My God. <laughs> so, I've written something down. Um, because, you know, sometimes speaking from the heart is not very easy for some of us. <laughs> but yeah, so Pastor Sinji is a father, pastor, and a man after God's art. He's the author and founder of Glory Round Ministries and Accelerate Authors Academy. For anybody who wants to be an author, you know where to go, okay? So today we want to thank you, um, him, for being his authentic self. Um, you know... He's always encouraging us. His favorite word is keep shining and keep smiling. If you're not shining and smiling, I don't know what you're doing. So please follow those words. And secondly, Pastor Sunji is such a great example of a life who a life that of faith in Christ Jesus. He's such a blessing to all of us. He's been such a blessing to me. And one of those blessings is in my life, yeah, when I don't want to do well. I do, but I'm delaying in obeying something that the Lord is telling me. One day, yeah, <laughs> so this man is, I don't know what you're drinking, but you and God need to get off my case. Every single time when I'm about to do that, and Pastor Sunji preaches a message, it's almost like God is poking him, poking me through him. So I always call him Uncle Tunji. I, don't, I said, you are, you are the uncle that likes to weep 
everybody else and <laughs> but in a good way and in many ways he's such he's been such a blessing to us in kingdom culture in so many ways um he's been there and also just being around and being such a, a beacon of light in our community he's an example of a servant of god and his journey to the house is so dedicated to be such a good thing for us especially in our communities so from that pastor sunji your life and uh, your life of a dedicated service to kingdom culture and the wider body of christ is an inspiration to all of us your unwavering faith selflessness and your love have enriched our lives in countless ways we want to just thank you for being a faithful shepherd a wise counselor a cherished friend and May God continue to bless you abundantly and continue um, to go with you on your journey in your service to him. So I just want us to give a big round of applause to him. We love you, Pastor T. Um, so next, <laughs> we are going to have, I'm, I'm tempted. Anyway, we're going to have Carmen Lawrence. I call her Psalmist Carmen, but hey there. <laughs> anyway, moving on. <laughs> Um, hi everybody, so I have the, the, um, ignore the, the noise, um, the lovely, lovely pleasure of, um, just saying appreciation to the one and only Pastor Liz. Um, honestly, Pastor Liz is a sister, mentor, leader, pastor, um, honestly, just she's she's been an incredible influence and woman in my life. Um, Pastor Liz is highly intelligent, successful, incredible, um, a woman who lives in the moment and captures every moment. Um, you inspire us and call us higher, and you are a waymaker. Um, so honestly, just want to thank you for your sacrifice and your labour of love. Thank you for serving us. Um, I put in brackets with cake because amazing cake maker. Um, your presence in our life has trans transformed us and as women and you've shown us that God can do it all when we take the limits off. Um, thank you for being an incredible example to us and we know millions of others worldwide will have the same testimony. Um, a woman with the roar of a lion, seriously, just put her in a space even when she's not like meant to be a key speaker and you get talking to her, there's just a constant roar that, that you hear when, when um, she's there to speak. Um, Multi-award winning and nominated coach. Um, honestly, you love deep and I felt your love. So thank you so much for loving me and loving us. And I love how you value family. It's a beautiful sight to see how much time you invest in them. Um, so thank you for being a great example for that. Thank you for your encouragement and your boldness. Um, honestly, I think one of my prayers before I moved back um, to Sheffield was just being around women who are bold, walking in their purpose. And honestly, just, just watching you do that has truly transformed me. Um, so honestly, we cannot wait to see what the Lord continues to do in your life. You are, a, like I said before, a mighty woman who dares to believe and is thriving in the areas God has called you to. 
And as we've picked up from Pastor Tunji and what we always keep saying now is keep smiling and keep shining. So happy Pastor's Appreciation Day, Pastor Liz. We love you. Hello. So next we have, I call another psalmist, but hey there. <laughs> Naomi Puwati appreciating Pastor Tossin. Hello. I don't like publicly speaking. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know why I'm so nervous. Oh my gosh. Um, happy Pastors Appreciation Sunday day. <laughs> I just wanted to appreciate uh, Pastor Tossin. I remember when I met her a few years ago, and I was like, do you know what? I would want to be friends with Pastor Tossin. She's just so cool, and she used to hang around in her friendship group. Not calling out any names, you guys know her friendship group. But anyway, I was just like, wow, Like I would really want to have a relationship with her. And you know, the, as the years went by, God had it in his way that she would later be our worship pastor um but yeah i don't want to talk too much i did write a few things down so i just want to say pastor Tossin, thank you for creating an environment of trust and collaboration um this year was wasn't so great for me i'll just be very honest you'll probably hear it in a testimony one day but um pastor Tossin has been a very present help in time of trouble um she has been there to hold my hand she has been there to listen to my many cries on the phone um and i'm not just talking about the kind of silent tears that we do sometimes i'm talking about the the deep kind of tears that you cry when you're really going through it um she has become a safe place I'm able to talk to her about things that are going on and I'm able to receive good counsel because you know there's there's some people that don't offer good counsel um, but she she has given me good counsel she has held my hands she has reminded me of who I am in Christ and she has held my hand until I get there if that makes sense um, I want to say thank you for honoring the woman that I am. Sometimes when people get to see a part of your humanity, um, they can shy away or run away. But she, she has been exposed to parts of my humanity, you know, the ugly parts of us that we like to hide. Um, she has seen that, but she has still stayed. And her love for me has remained the same. And so I just want to say thank you for that. I want to say thank you for the access that you have given me into your life. I know that sometimes as leaders, as pastors, it's not very easy to, to let people into your life like that, to give people access into your life like that. And, you know, as I always say to you, Pastor Tossin, I do not take it for granted for a second. I am grateful for the access that you have given me. Um, I'm access for you. I'm thankful for investing. In, I'm thankful for you investing in me. Um, I'm thank. I thank you for praying for me and with me. And um, I just want to say the Bible says that we should imitate our leaders. Pastor Tossin is a leader that I can imitate. She's a leader that I can follow. Um, 
you know, you, you walk well, you walk with Jesus and you are you are a, a beautiful, great example of a leader. And, you know, as God helps me, I will do well to, to follow your example. And um, lastly, before I go, the Bible says that touch not my anointed and do my prophets no harm. I want to say touch not my pastor and do my pastor no harm. We defend here and we fight for our own. Hashtag ask about us. Amen, amen. <laughs> Thank you, Naomi. Really, really appreciate everyone that's given a speech today. Now, on behalf of everyone, all my core laborers, leaders, Levites, uh, members, pastors, we just want to say thank you. Thank you for shepherding us. Thank you for seeing us. Thank you for allowing us to grow and become. We are not, you know, we're not the easiest people to deal with sometimes. As humans, we're not. But you've been patient. You've been kind. You've walked with us. You've warred with us. You've cried with us. Thank you. All we, oh, thank you is just not even words that we can have enough from the overseers of our house to the pastors, we just want to appreciate you and say thank you. On that note, I would like to welcome who will be the speaker of the word today. Come on, all the way from Lagos, Nigeria, but still a, still a citizen of the United Kingdom. In London, Nottingham, and Sheffield, please welcome Reverend Olumide Israel Isiawe. Thank you. Amen. Y'all are some hype men. I'm going to need to fly you out every time I travel so you can. Uh, I'm just joking. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. If you just want to stand with me for a few more minutes, let's get some keys. Let's just say something good to the Lord for a few moments. Let's open your mouth. There is an ease and an opportunity every time we gather corporately to connect with God in a way that is not as easy. Let's put it that way, when you're on your own. And so I like to take the advantage of this moment. I see it like filling my tank that's why the believer was not made to function in isolation that's why when you isolate yourself from corporate fellowship for a while it affects your private walk it was designed this way yes uh, it's a feature not a bug this is the way this is the order of our kingdom that there are things that are possible in the midst of others that are not as possible let's put it that way that there are portals that are wider in corporate dimensions. In fact, many times you, we can go home and dig deeper into a portal that was opened in corporate worship. Open your mouth and, and just lay down a marker in the spirit. Father, today as your word comes forth, we ask for an encounter with your glory. We ask for an encounter 
an encounter with your glory 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 do great things today whereof we will be glad do great things today whereof we will be glad oh we give you praise shandivitina Kaluzna. Come on, lift your voice, lift your voice, lift your voice. If it pleases the Lord and we hear the frequency, la prokoninga, then we will deal with some things in the spirit. Open the heavens over us today, Lord. As we go into your word, bring us to a place in the spirit where we can make decrees and declarations. To regulate this next season in the realm of the spirit. Help us to ascend the hill of the Lord and stand in his holy place and receive a blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of our salvation for we are the generation of them that plead of them that seek you Oh, to you be all praise for now and forever. Now and forever. This is our cry, Lord. It is not just a song or an anthem. This is our everlasting covenant with you. That as a people now, now, now in this sekuniakatai and forever, forever and a day that we belong to you, that we are yours, we are yours, receive our worship, accept our praise, be glorified in our eyes, for in the name of Jesus it is that we pray. Somebody somewhere, clap your hands, oh you people. And shout unto God with a voice of triumph. We lift your name on high. Hallelujah. Grab a seat if you can. Grab a seat if you can. So, um, like I said, today, while I came to teach, I am going to trust God that as we move through the gifts, just turn me down in the speaker just a tiny bit. Maybe flip the, somebody let me turn it that way like we did last week. But as we move through the gears, we will get to a place um, where, let me just down in the house, not the game, just down in the house, yes. It will get to a place where we can prosecute an assignment. Um, you probably heard me say this before, Pastor Tunji, we love and appreciate you too. 
Um, you've probably heard me say this before, that one of the reasons why, okay, tell me up just a tiny bit, why if I make a prophetic call in a service, say for a healing, a deliverance, an issue, that if you don't respond to it there and then, and you come to me, as people like to do, um, split the difference. As people like to do, say, oh, say, Pastor, you know, the, the thing you called in the service, it was me. I'm just being honest with you, I ain't going to pray for you. You know why? Because with the atmosphere comes a protection. There are certain atmospheres under which you deal with some things. And then there are other atmospheres under which you don't deal with them. Does that make sense? Uh, one of the biggest damages that a misunderstanding of new creation realities has done to the body of Christ is that, you know, like they say, fools tread where angels fear or fools go where angels fear to tread. Right. There is this wrong perception that because Jesus has done everything and he has that we can then do everything and anything without understanding the rules of engagement. So let me let me give you an example. Will the sacrifice of Christ stop you from dying if you jump from a 10 story building? Can you say Jesus has done everything? I shall not die, but live. So I'm going to leap from a 24 story building and while I'm jumping down be shouting I'm the head not the tail I'm the first not the last it's okay I'll try and stand in one okay please help me because I want to move around I'm above not beneath will, will that work <laughs> the reason it won't work is that we live in a kingdom of rules Christ has made everything available someone say available available but there are rules of engagement that govern the way things work. Does that make sense? And so, no atmosphere would qualify you to deal with some things if Christ had not made everything available. But now that he's made things available, there are moments, atmospheres, circumstances, situations that govern the way our freedom and our inheritance is to be expressed, administered is the word I'm looking for. Someone say administered. So for instance, in the book of uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, 12, right? The Bible talks about uh, the gifts of the spirit. And it says some things like, um, one second. Some things like um, there's differences of administrations, one Lord, differences of gift, one God, and differences, you know. So there are the way spiritual things are to be administered someone say administered and so one of them is the understanding that there are atmospheres and moments under which certain matters are easier to deal with there are uh, this is not my word today but can, can i just deal with this for five minutes especially in this season where every single person in this house is about to be upgraded in your responsibility in the kingdom uh the spirit realm functions by two primary words. Effects are secured by two things. There is the word authority. In the Greek, it is exousia. Uh, and there is the word power. In the Greek, it is dunamis. There are other words like kratos, which means force, and energia, which means fuel. But I want to deal with those two words real quick to explain what I'm trying to say. So uh, I've thought about this before, the four, the four Greek words, there's more, but the four major Greek words. Energia literally means fuel. It means, uh, it means the ability to, uh, the, the fuel by which you do something. So when the Bible says the effective fervent prayer of the righteous avails much, the effective fervent prayer there is the word energia. 
when you say it avails much, it means it produces energy. Or someone say energy. In essence, it's a power on which a thing runs. So it's a power by which you pray. It's a power by which you fast. Listen, it's a power by which you live holy. Does that make sense? It's a power by which you're meek when people are testing you. Can I get a witness, somebody? Yeah. You know, I was I was very emotional when I heard Chris talking because uh, it, it. Well, I love you too, but I I know part of what he's talking about, and I've I've heard it being asked of me in private before. How do you put up with some things and go through some things? And it's it's energy. It's not character. Does that make sense? My biological family would tell you that when I'm me, I can be very short, patiented. Does that make sense? But but there is there is a there is a force or power that enables you to do stuff. Now, not to accomplish stuff, not to make a result. I mean, it runs an engine. Someone say an engine. That's energio. Now, Kratos is, in my opinion, the end. Energio is the beginning. Kratos is the end. Kratos is what happens when you bring force on a thing. It's the effect. Someone say effect. So if I slap you, that feeling is, is produced by Kratos, right? If I lift something up, so Kratos is the application of the power. It is what drives a result. Does that make sense? So energio is the field by which things are done. Kratos is what creates the force or the effect. In the middle, there are two words, dunamis and exousia. Dunamis is the word from which you get dynamite. How many of you know you can leave a stick of dynamite in this room for 50 years and nothing will happen? You take a stick of dynamite. In fact, you take a whole box of dynamite and leave them in this room and 50 years later they'll be there. Nothing will happen unless you light a fuse or apply fire. You know why? Because dunamis simply means latent potential. In essence, when you begin to uh, uh, create or, or use energy, when you begin to travail in prayer, in fasting, in purity, in consecration, in meekness, in holiness, in Bible study, all the things that only a spirit can help you consistently do, it will build dunamis. Someone say dunamis. All dunamis is, is that you have a latent potential to do something. It doesn't mean you'll ever do it. Does that make sense? So if I go and fast and pray for six days, I have dunamis. If I sit at home and then watch TV for the next six days, that dunamis is irrelevant. You can walk past me on the street full of dunamis and nothing will happen to you. Jesus was at the wedding of Cana full of dunamis and nothing happened. He was in the boat while it was sinking full of dunamis. Are you listening to me? Peter, John and the other apostles walked to the beautiful gate several times full of dunamis and the blind man never engaged them and so all dunamis means is that there is now wired into your possible into your system the possibility of an effect now of course if you have no dunamis no amount of application will work does that make sense and we seem to have a dichotomy in our generation. There are people who have all the dunamis and no application. Some other people have all the application and no dunamis. And our salvation seems to be further than when we first believed. But then there's the word I want to focus on. Just, this is just an aside. Someone say an aside. It's not my sermon. It's an aside. It's the word exousia. It means authority. Exousia is the right to exercise dunamis and therefore create Kratos. Exousia is the conduit between dunamis and Kratos. In essence, exousia means that in this circumstance, this situation, this scenario, you have the legal right to tap into your latent dunamis. 
So you, you, rec you receive energy. One of the reasons why we pray, the Bible says this energy is made available. That's why many times you wonder why I prayed and nothing happened. Do you know why? Prayer made energy available for you to do something. Oh, you didn't get it. Oh, I prayed and nothing happened. God was like, well, it's your fault nothing happened because when you prayed, I supplied. Does that make sense? Yeah. But exousia, interestingly, if you read um, the book of Romans, when it says that all souls must be subject to the higher, I don't want to go there. If I start reading scripture, this will become my sermon. So just, just flow with me. You know, if I start opening scripture, that becomes my sermon for the day. The Bible says in the book of Romans, chapter, I believe chapter 13, is it? It says every soul must be subject to the higher powers. The word higher powers is the word, you know, let's go there, let's go there, let's go there. I promise I will still preach time to multiply because I, I need to. But I want to show you this because I want to save some people and then I want, to, well, I want God to save some people and I want him to activate some other people into a greater ability for results. Does that make sense? Remember, in this season, it's not just enough to have the culture. We must now be result-driven, remember? Romans chapter 13, verse 1. Let me show you how this thing works. Romans 13, 1. Because when I'm done preaching today, we're going to do a practical. For those of you who are watching from all the different cities where we cluster, we're going to have a practical uh, application. And I want my job in this sermon is to hopefully activate the energy till that can happen. So... Romans chapter 13, if my device will cooperate. Romans 13 verse 1. Right. The Bible says, let every soul be subject to the higher powers. Are you there? It says, for there is no power but of God, but the powers that be are what? Ordained of God. Ayakatina sevo. Someone say sevo. <laughs> Somebody say sevo. Right now, this scripture has rightfully been taught, rightfully, right, as a call to be submitted to spiritual authority. And that is very true. I think I've taught in kingdom culture before that there are four dimensions on which the Bible must be understood. There's the dimension of, the, of what it says on the tin. You know, scripture is a lot more literal than people give it uh, credit for many times. Sometimes it, there's a level that's just there. Someone say just there. Just there. Right? Then there's a level that is contextual. It means you need to understand the wider context of the culture, the, the environment, the situation. Does that make sense? In essence, there's something that is being said beyond what you can see on the surface if you understand the context in which the part of that scripture was written. Does that make sense? Okay. I'll leave the third for the sake of time. The fourth is prophetic. It's a sowed. Someone say sowed. Okay. It means God is, there is an eternal message that will be relevant to everybody who reads it in a different way in the future. Right? Uh, we call that the power of the rema. Then there is a, Another dimension where, and Jesus was a master at this, where he would say things that didn't seem to line up with the context of the original scripture he was quoting, but did not violate it. In essence, God can prophetically take a scripture and apply it to you. Are you listening to me? In a way that is not the original context of the scripture, 
unless it, but it will never violate that context. Does that make sense? So for instance, you can be asking yourself, should I do this, should I not do it? I don't know, I don't know. Then you read your Bible that morning, it will then say, go in this thy strength. Now, you know that that go in this thy strength has nothing to do with whether or not you should start that business. That's not the original context. But God is just breathing on that word right now to speak to you. Does that make sense? Okay, so now number two is what I'm dealing with here. Because there is a deeper contextual meaning to this scripture than just whether or not you are subject to the men and women God has put in authority over your life. And by the way, it being Pastors Appreciation Sunday, on behalf of every pastor in kingdom culture, we say thank you. We appreciate you. We love you. Without you, we wouldn't have a job. Amen. We exist. Our office exists for you. And you are the best church family in the world. We might not always act like it, but we believe that you are the, sometimes they get frustrated with you because we, be, we, we see the potential that is in you. We see what you carry. We see what you have the potential to be individually and collectively. And so our job is to be those mean guys who are like pulling teeth. But we, we, we appreciate all that you do for the kingdom and especially this house. And we are confident of better things concerning you. So like I said, beyond the understanding of being subject to your leaders, let me show you this in the context, in the context of that word exousia. Chrissy, would you hit the people with that word power? Of course, we know what soul means. It means your mind, will, your emotions, your suki. It means how you feel, how you think, how you decide, how you process reality. Listen, in essence, it's not talk, it, it doesn't say that every person. Many times in the Bible, people are designated as souls because God is not talking about your physical existence. He's talking about what drives you. So whenever the Bible refers to a human being as a soul, he's saying, let's go beyond your body. Let's, let's start to deal with what makes you you, your culture, your decisions, your priorities. Your... So it says, let every soul, someone say every soul. It means the thing that makes you you, what makes you unique. Your, your sense of reality, your, your, the, the candle by which you live your life. Now, Chrissy, show them the interlinear. The forward, the forward, forward, forward interlinear. Because I want you to see something. Oh, Jesus. Mandish Kevini. That phrase, let, right? is not necessarily how you would think about it. It's not asking for your permission. It's not saying, please allow. For instance, the Bible says, God says, I will work and who shall let it? Someone say, who shall let it? He's not saying, I'm going to work and who will allow it? No. The word let there is, is, is not a passive word. It's an active word. Does that make sense? He's literally saying, I will work and who will stop it? Okay. In essence, it's a word that is used of an active force. So when the Bible says, let every soul, this, is, this would have been a better way of translating it in our modern day. This, uh, Shakespeare's day would have understood it perfectly. Now, the King James was written in a certain time where English was spoken a certain way. A better way to understand this would be, it shall be that every soul is subject to the higher powers. Okay. Does that make sense? Okay. So it's not, it's, not, it's not asking for your permission. Mm. It's informing you. That every, okay, 
that your suki, your reality, your, your, your life will be subject to a higher power. The question now is what higher power? Or in the words of my little brother, by what spirit? But I digress. Private joke. Let every soul be subject to the higher powers. Does that make sense? Okay. Now, the word subject is the word hippotazo. Chrissy, show them. Hippotazo. It means to arrange under the administration of. You, it's the word from which you get hypnotize. Does that make sense? Now, what does it mean? It's, it's literally the, in, the Greek word for the English word hypnotize. It literally means that every soul be hypnotized or every soul will be hypnotized by higher powers. And what does it mean to be hypnotized? Well, look at the word hypotazo. It means to arrange, uh, come, is it on the screen, Chrissy? It means to arrange under, to subordinate, to subject, to put in subjection, to subject oneself, to obey, to submit to one's control. Listen, to yield to one's admonition or advice, to obey or to be subject. Now, I'm going to read this directly from the lexicon this word was a greek military term meaning to arrange troop divisions in a military fashion under the command of a leader in non-military use it was a voluntary attitude of giving in cooperating assuming responsibility listen and carrying a burden now of course we understand how this works in spiritual authority it's, it, it makes perfect sense, right? The Bible says to submit to those who have authority over you. It says, let them lead you with a, with a, I have to put something now. It says, let them lead you not of, how does it, how does this phrase go now? I'm trying to, trying to rush through. Um, it says, as those who will give account to God. Not of, my paraphrase now, compulsion. In essence, make life easy for your leaders. So, this scripture is used to preach that and it is very correct. But I'm about to blow your mind by God's grace with a, a, a second context which would deliver some of us. Someone say deliver some of us. A voluntary attitude of giving in. Now notice voluntary. It's the same word used for husbands. Uh, wives submit to your husbands. It's not forced. Hypotazo must be by, by permission. Does that make sense? See, I'm the man of this house. The fact that you have to remind your wife that you are the... No, Chris told us today that he's a good husband, so we're all going to take lessons from him moving forwards. Amen. And I'm sure Chris doesn't go around this house telling his wife, aren't you aware that according to the holy writ of scriptures, thou must submittest thyself unto me, for I am the anthropos of this house. Man, that's what it means in Greek. Anthropos, yes. Uh, I'm sure Chris doesn't go around doing that. Does that make sense? It is not submission if it is forced. It is not submission if it is forced. So if this was a leadership session, I would explain that the way to lead according to the Bible, let every soul be subject to the higher powers, is not to beat your chest and say, I am the prophet. No. If people don't want you to lead, they say, if you have to force your leadership on a person, you ain't a leader. But I want to show you that this happens beyond leadership. In essence, there are higher powers to which many of us are voluntarily giving in, cooperating with, assuming the responsibility of, or carrying a burden. In essence, there are authorities that 
buy your buy-in use your subconscious permission to express their reality in and through your life now let's look at the word powers there how or higher powers Chrissy let's let's show them so the word powers is the word exousia someone say exousia it is the word for authority it is used three ways in the New Testament primarily Greek class or New Testament Greek class the first is talking about the right to govern the second is talking about a person or a thing that has the right to govern does that make sense and in the third specifically is talking about spiritual realities the Bible says Christ is a superior to things whether thrones or the word their thrones is exousia in essence the Bible is clear that there are actual spirit beings in fact like I taught in Lagos a month ago at my friend's uh, camp meeting Pastor Gideon um, my brother's camp meeting uh, the 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 list of spiritual systems in Ephesians is not complete it doesn't start with the superior one before you get to principalities and powers right there are things called thrones because when the Bible lists them again principalities and powers come after thrones it's like two lists one has the first three the other has the last four both have the middle two Exousia, someone says exousias. So the highest level of spiritual uh, entities are not those that show up in your room and try and rape you at night. I hear me. The, 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 the Magdadis of the demonic kingdom don't engage you in confrontation. Nah. You ain't listening to me. The Bible says Satan entered Judas. He didn't fight him. He didn't oppress him. Judas wasn't having dreams of someone chasing him with a whip. Wow. See, if you're dealing with those kinds of spirits, you're, you're still, you're still, you know, and at that level, we can help you very easily. Does that make sense? Anything that shows up to you and directly attacks you, we don't need to fast for that one. Those are the junior leagues. The Jesus looked at Peter and said, Satan, that's real spiritual authority I don't have to oppress you you will hypotazo me I will create a structure where you naturally yield your faculties and desires to what I want to accomplish and notice that's how God works does that make sense so see there are classes of spirits you ain't hear me and like I taught you before, and for those of you who have not heard me teach this, you may think it's heresy. Please don't be angry. We don't have time to explain. Go back to the quorum playlist. We spent two years breaking this down. But when the Bible says, let us make man in our image, God is not talking to the Trinity. He's not, see, God is not schizophrenic. Right? Are you listening to me? Are you listening to me? There is nowhere in scripture, listen, other than the miss and and I, I taught this and I believed this for years and several of my brothers and sisters in the faith who I respect and love still do and I don't blame them because revelation is progressive from scripture we, we, say we, we must progress revelation from scripture their boundaries right but there is no other place in scripture listen to me no other place in scripture 
accept our misunderstanding of Genesis chapter 1, where the Trinity is portrayed as having a meeting to make a decision. No other place. Every other scripture in the Bible by which we establish the doctrine of the Trinity has them acting together, listen, or talking to each other or giving an instruction in the chain of command, right? But there is nowhere where it shows them having a vote. You know why? Because they are one. At the River Jordan, Bible says, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. The father was, the spirit came upon the son. And then the, or the word in flesh, because the son is the fullness of the Godhead bodily. I've taught you, the Trinity is not father, son, spirit. It's father, word, spirit. But at that point, the word was in human incarnation, right? The word became flesh and dwelt among us. And so the, the spirit came upon the word in the body of the son. And the father spoke about him and made a declaration of him. They did not have a summit. Are you all listening to me? At the cross... Jesus, the word in human flesh, said to the father, Eli, Eli, Labasabaktani, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? They were, they were not, does that make sense? In the garden of Gethsemane, right? The song was saying, this is what we agreed. But my humanity is getting in the way. Nevertheless, not, does that make sense? But there was no vote of how do we do this thing? So Genesis chapter 1 verse 26 and 27 in the way it has been taught is wrong and is inconsistent with the rest of scripture about the operation of the Trinity. Because God was not talking to himself when he said let us. He was talking to other beings and I taught this throughout scripture, right? The council of heaven, we looked at this, Psalms, Isaiah, we've, we've, gone, we've thrown this, you know, Daniel chapter 10, we've looked through this entire thing, right? He was talking to other beings of, a, of an elevated class of the Elohim. Elohim means everybody who lives in the spirit realm, every non-material being. But there's caters to this thing. And there are levels of that hierarchy, right, that share the image of God. Like man does. They're not God, but he has bequeathed to them a level of his authority. We see an example in Daniel chapter 10. Where the Bible says that a group of people called the Watchers and the Holy Ones made a decision and God enforced it. We see another time where God says, I want Ahab to fall. Who among us will go? Does that make sense? So, so, so the Bible is very clear. If you read throughout scripture, old and new, right? That there is a class of spirit. Some of whom are fallen. Who operate approximately. And man is supposed to be one of those beings. We have that same authority that's what we were cheated out of when adam fell are you following me and so at that level right someone say authority. authority the job of authority primarily one of the primary jobs of authority is for souls to be hypotazzled now the word higher is the word hyperechoic we've dealt with this before it, it literally means Anyway, higher. I don't have time to break it up, but let's just approximate it as higher. Does that make sense? Okay. So it means superseding dimension. Are you with me? So that word exousia is what I want to deal with real quick. I'll still touch on time to multiply. I've not forgotten, right? It means that whenever you want a change or an effect 
on the human psyche, authority must be applied. There are things that power cannot accomplish. If something will change the outlook of a human or group of humans' lives, there must be exousia. And there are levels of exousia. Are you ready to give you just a few? The first is the exousia, well, not necessarily the first, but one is the exousia of an office. I am a father. I could be a drunkard. I could be a sexual deviant. I am not either of those two things, right? I don't need to be born again. My position as a father gives me an office over the lives of my children. My biological children have no choice. And my spiritual children, if anyone will, will position themselves in their mind and covenant behavior as a child, right? I have authority where they are concerned. That's why you will see men who missed God long ago make pronunciations, positive or negative, over the lives of people they are responsible for. And heaven will respond. Has nothing to do with the anointing. Has nothing to do with their purity. It's an office. It's an office. Eli could bless Hannah. It was an office. Does that make sense? So when an office is brought into view, hypotazo begins to happen. And this is why this scripture is important to understand in the context of submission. To spiritual authority because no man or woman can bless you beyond your submission to the God in them so my my role as overseer is different from my office as your overseer is different I'm not everybody's overseer not everybody who comes to kingdom culture or even gives an offering or tie to kingdom culture does that make sense are you listening to me for instance, when in my home, I have several offices. I'm husband to a woman. You heard, Pad, you know, Mandy says, I hide behind Pad, and it's true. I'm only joking. I'm only, well, I'm only joking. Right? The times I'm a husband, the times I'm her pastor. Does that make sense? I'm the same person, she's the same person. Two very different relationships. There's times she needs her husband. And there are times she needs her pastor. Yeah. And at those moments, she cannot treat her husband like her pastor. She can't treat me like her husband. She won't get the result. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. As her husband, we can argue, we can fuss, we, can, we don't fight, we don't fuss. We just have vigorous exchanges of ideas, right? We have, we have an equal vote, and then somebody has a veto. That's how leadership works. We start off with an equal vote, and then there's a tie. You know? but, but you get it. You get it, right? And then there are times where in wisdom that God has given her, she knows, okay, I'm dealing now. So if I want a certain effect, I can't come to you as my husband. In essence, I have to treat you like I would treat anybody who was my pastor. There's the authority of an office. Does that make sense? There is the authority of an individual based on their standing in the spirit. So... If I were to go to glory today, and I'm not, I'm going to be around a long time. You all ain't getting rid of me anytime soon. I'm going to be here till my 90s 
on your case. And even when you guys are great grandparents, I'll still be, if necessary, right? Okay, I'm going to raise you. I'm going to help you raise your children and your grandchildren. I'm going to attend their weddings. Does that make sense? But if I were to die today and Zeph were to be elected into this office and God were to approve, there are dimensions that you see on my life today you think are deep that Zeph would immediately start to walk in because they have to do with the office. Anybody who occupies a God-given office will have that authority. But then there are other dimensions that he will not walk in because he does not yet, he will someday in Jesus' name, he does not yet have my history with, listen, not with God, with the spirit realm. Mm -hmm, there's a difference. Now, my history with God is included in my history with the spirit realm. Because God is spirit, he's the king spirit. But there are other elements of the spirit realm behind him. And your relationship with God alone, like I told you earlier on, if you don't understand how the spirit works, will not be enough to save you in your interactions with the realm of the spirit. There are many people who love God, who are passionate with God, who've gone deep with God, who have died like chickens because they don't understand that there's a cadence to spiritual things. God is not the only entity in the spirit realm you need a resume with. Mm. Mm. Mm -hmm. Talk to me now. Holler at me. And you're like, eh? Go back and listen to the quorum again. Yeah. Balaam just finished talking to God. And twisting God's hand. And God said, go. And on the way, an angel would have killed him. And God said, go. <laughs> Hello? Did you hear me? Yeah. Did you hear me? Yeah. That beat. Yeah. God said, don't go. He twisted God's hand. God said, Go. And on his way, another being from the spirit realm drew a sword. And the angel told him, if your donkey had not pinned you against the wall. Let me say this like you say where I live now. Matikbae means I would have kid you. You're going to become suya. Mm. So the question then becomes, but God said go. Yeah. God was literally saying, it's beyond me now. He told Moses, he said, see, this nonsense you guys are doing, I have other children that are not human beings, right? You don't mess with those ones. He said, see, I'm, God says, I will step out of the way. I'll leave you with an angel. If you try half of the nonsense you tried me with him, he Did you read that in your Bible? Did you read it in your Bible? That God sent an angel to Zechariah. With a, with, with a blessing. And the angel made a judgment call. The angel says, you're doubting me. I am Gabriel. Who stands. God didn't tell the angel to tell Zechariah to be dumb. The angel made a judgment call. And heaven respected it. Hey. Y'all don't know. Are you listening to me? So you need a resume with the spirit realm, both heaven and hell. And that resume is built by your life decisions. Every time you yield into the alignment of the Lord, you pad your resume. Every time you walk in rebellion or in ignorance, you thin out your resume. And after a while, listen, after a while, your elder brother and sister can come 
and tell you off for violating a God instruction like Moses. And God would tell Aaron and Miriam, and Miriam did you guys have, did you have brain surgery? Don't you know that that little brother of yours is not your mate in the spirit? Are you listening to me? God, the, the girl who watched Moses when he was in the basket, the one who cleaned his diapers, the one who cleaned his, wiped his doo-doo. Bible calls her prophetess. God says, no, no, you and this guy are not together. He says, I speak to him face to face. You have dreams and visions. He then explains why he is faithful in all my house. All, someone say all. It doesn't mean he's most faithful in my entire tribe. Remember, my father's house and many mansions. It means in my legacy, in the dimensions of my dealings with man, I found him faithful in every set. And, and that's a dangerous place to be because then when you mess up like Moses, the standards of punishment are higher. There is the authority of corporate covenant. Where two or three are gathered in my name, I am there. Simple. They could have come from the club. If they correctly repent at the door of church, right? Their life of disobedience means that in their normal daily lives, there's realms of authority they will not enjoy. You can't keep repenting every time you mess up. God will keep forgiving you, but you are forfeiting dimensions of authority, right? But on a matter, if three of them agree, it doesn't matter how little authority they have individually, corporately. Some people have died because they've attacked things as a person that we should have attacked as a body. There's prayers we pray at the gap that we don't, I don't pray in my bedroom. I don't know. No, 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 no. I've learned the hard way. There's the Bible. No, David said, I don't exercise myself in things too high for me. There are things too high for you. And there are things that a church cannot address on its own that require the body of Christ in a region. Are, are you hearing me? Are you hearing me? Of course, there's the authority of elected officials, things of that nature. There's the authority of skill and experience, right? Elihu said, I thought old age should speak. So the fact that you've lived longer than somebody else gives you some authority. But then there's the authority of an atmosphere. Someone say an atmosphere. Why? Because if two or three are present in my name, I am there. Okay, listen. They have to be present or gathered in his name. His name means, first of all, they must be saved. Secondly, the gathering must be licensed by him. Not every service on Sunday is licensed by God. There are churches full of people that God has sworn to have nothing to do with. Some of them he never wanted to be established in the first place. Some were established out of strife, out of anger, out of competition, out of a need to be important, out of somebody's lack of esteem, out of wanting to make money. Or some were established by God and have degenerated. That's why, have you noticed that the, the, the way to really get on my, on my nerves over the years, right, is to find out that you're holding malice against another member of this house. Because you want to kill all of us, literally. You're literally violating our lease of authority. Does that make sense? You, you are saying that your individual issue is more important than the Bible and therefore worth putting hundreds of people at risk. Because you are at risk of violating our spiritual covering and authority. Because we cannot be gathered in his name if several of you are in 
dissension and strife against each other. It means when we gather, we do what he wants done. That's why the best laid plans. Someone say the best laid plans. Best laid. The best laid plans have to be thrown out of the way when we get to church and the Holy Spirit says, this is what we do in the day. Because the moment we insist, we want to do worship leaders that I have my set. I practice. The drummer wants to drum. The moment you intentionally violate the leading of God, you have just taken that service out of his name. God's like, okay, just enjoy your song. I'll see you next week. And so the gathering has to be sensitive to his dealing and leading. And the other dimension to his name. But if you accomplish it, what it, listen, the, the authority of an atmosphere is almost equivalent to the authority of God himself. Because it, an atmosphere invokes a spirit. And therefore, whatever that atmosphere, whatever spirit the atmosphere invokes, the atmosphere's authority in that moment is equivalent to the authority of that particular spirit. You hear me? And that's why under certain atmospheres, people have no choice but to be saved. A gang member who killed someone that morning can walk in and become a babbling baby crying at the altar. It's not because of your sermon, pastor. Not because of your voice, worship leader. But because we, 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 we succeeded in crafting under his direction an atmosphere by which every soul must now be subject to. So with that understanding, let me try and run through this in 10 minutes. I started last week with a sermon called Time to Multiply. I don't have time to carry on from where I left off. I'm going to have to jump straight. Someone say straight to the end. Come with me to Exodus chapter 18. Kingdom culture, we stand on the precip of a certain dimension of God's outpouring. Oh, Jesus. And there are signs in the heavens when God is about to move. There are signs that you are on the doorstep of a dealing, someone say a dealing, or a breakthrough. I think the word breakthrough is more apropos. Exodus chapter 18, if you're there, shout, I'm there. What I have been trying to do for the last three years, like I said, I repeat, I did not know God was going to call me to move out of the United Kingdom to live. But I knew God was, going to, I knew God was calling me to prepare you guys to step into an inheritance. I had no idea what it, it meant, a physical shift. But I knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that by the end of next year, this house was going to be a lot different than it was four years ago. And so I started to become very, very, can I get keys below? I started to become very, very intentional to the point of, see, by nature, I love people, right? Um, by nature, I, I, I love people. I, I, there's a part of me that doesn't want to upset or offend people. 
because I don't like people not being happy with me. I certainly don't like people not wanting to be around me. It's a, it's a natural weakness of my human persona. So when you see me shift into certain spaces as a leader, trust me, it's, it's violating who I naturally am. It means there's a higher power working. I began to become almost uninterested in who liked or didn't like some things. In fact, I was got to a point like, you know what, if you, don't, if you want to leave, now is the time. Right? If, if you want to leave because you are bucking something, there's no more pampering or coddling. Now, I'm about to give you some insight into exactly what's been going on. In verse 1, Jethro, the priest of Midian, someone said the priest of Midian. So this is a man who understands an altar. Bear in mind that Midian is a descendant of Abraham. Midian is a son of Abraham by Keturah. Are y'all listening to me, somebody? So Midian is a tribe that is from the loins of Abraham. The point I'm making is, while God, while, while God didn't give them the level of priestly instruction he gave Israel, they would have been passed down an oral history of a relationship with Yahweh. In essence, the God of Abraham would not have been strange. And bear in mind, in Moses' day, in Moses' day, Israel was 430 years old from entering Egypt. They entered Egypt in Jacob's lifetime, which means Abraham had died less than a hundred years before, if you do the calculation. So this was roughly 500 years at most from Abraham being alive to have spoken to his son Midian. Midian would have observed his father's relationship with God. So I want you to understand that, right? Okay, so this is a man who, and, and God did not expect from, in the Old Testament, he didn't expect, even in the New Testament he doesn't, expect from people behavior that is outside the boundaries of their revelation of him. God did not tell the Moabites that sexual perversion was wrong. So when a prostitute decided she wanted to become an Israelite, he allowed her into the lineage of Jesus. Now when she came in, he says, this is how we roll. So you see, grace always existed in the Old Testament. You don't come and bamboozle us with hyper grace in the New. Be Ruth was allowed to be a prostitute because there was no, God never told Moab, no, Rahab, sorry, Rahab, sorry, not Ruth, sorry, 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 Rahab, 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 Rahab. God never told Rahab at Jericho, sorry, not Ruth, Jericho. God never told Rahab, God never told the Jericho clan that prostitution was wrong. And nowhere in the Bible does, do, do the spies rebuke her and say, yeah, prostitute, you can't come in. No. Now, having come in, then there was an expectation. So this is a man like, for instance, like Balaam, whom God will have been dealing with on a level. He was Moses' father-in-law. This was where Moses took refuge when he ran away from Pharaoh. Does that make sense? Are you listening to me, somebody? So I want to ask you a question. Moses comes out of Egypt having been raised in Pharaoh's palace, meets God at the burning bush, and God actually starts to talk to him like Moses knows him well. I'm the God of your, of your fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. In that sense, Moses is not unaware of God. For two reasons. One would have been that his mother, Jochebed, who became his nurse when Pharaoh's daughter gave him back to her, 
would have schooled him in the ways of his people. The second is that he spent 40 years in the house of this man. So this, was, this, this man was Moses' mentor. That's what I'm trying to make, right? This is a guy who knew God. He heard of all that God had done for Moses. So he acknowledged it was God that did it for Moses, right? And for Israel, his people, and that the Lord had brought Israel out of Egypt. Listen, listen. Remember, I told I stopped last, I stopped, I stopped last week at telling you that when David got from Bethlehem to, through Adullam to Hebron and then to Jerusalem, when he discerned his season had come, that was when he began to multiply. And that the children he had in Hebron and in Adullam caused him trouble. The ones he had in Jerusalem included his successor Solomon. In a sense, that there is a time to multiply. And many of us are currently dealing with Ishmael's. We're dealing with the fruit of our effort out of season. That now that our season has come, we need God's help to first send away. Ishmael has broken our confidence, broken our sense of importance. We... If we had just sat down remember what reverend gideon said last year that in darkness the right thing to do is to sit because if you stand you will hurt yourself so that when light comes you'll be limping many of us are now limping in the season of light because of our ill-advised escapades in the time of darkness so when jethro when when an older man who who knew a thing or two about this god when he when he when it was clear to him that olua was involved Right? That God was involved. It's a Nigerian phrase. Oluwa is involved, right? When Jethro realized that God had really decided to move, it was then he felt safe taking his daughter back to Moses. Now, the Bible is very clear to us. When Moses went to Egypt the first time, he took Zipporah and his children, remember? Because he refused to circumcise them, God met him, almost slew him. Zipporah got angry, called him a bloody husband. You know, we know where that came from now. Called him a bloody man so we know she went with him to egypt the first time what happened along the way what happened along the way either moses sent her back or jethro requested her back but one way or the other one of these one or both of these two men who walked with god understood that that wilderness journey in that season was not the time for your wife to be around in essence there are seasons where god will protect the womb of your next destiny from and i told you last week that the wives of david were a metaphor for his productivity god wasn't condoning his sexual escapades the deeper message was there is a time to multiply there's a time to give your effort your energy to several things to produce results listen and there's a time to take your wife and hide her in her father's house because this is not the time to produce how many of you have had your Zipporah taken and you're crying? Nothing I'm doing is working. You better be glad nothing you're doing is working. Are you all with me? I'm going to marry this with the authority piece in a second. Hear me, hear me, hear me, hear me, hear me, hear me. There are times where Zipporah's safety requires that she is in Jethro's house. In essence, the things by which you will create the purpose of God, the womb that will birth your promise, sometimes has to be kept away from you in certain seasons. 
and many of us will cry we complain we shout we 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 were jealous of other people whose zipporahs have been brought we 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 push forward our manifestation by attacking them by speaking about that does that make sense look at your neighbors they don't sweat it you know i was teasing them i was teasing somebody recently a friend of mine or a junior brother of mine recently um a junior, a junior brother of mine he was i can know was a friend of mine was a friend of mine um he was being very romantic with his wife i said dude some of our wives are on the other side of the world stop this nonsense it was a joke but it it it, it means something see the fact that okay i'll give you an example like chris informed us today that he's a good husband right so if he's a good husband it means he's going to treat his wife a certain way right so let's assume chris and nolita invited me to their house to spend the night chris is not going to say because pio's wife is not here he's going to ignore his wife he's not going to say pio well you know i know your wife is not here so i'm not going to hug mine i'm not going to talk to her i'm going to treat her like no pio it's your fault you left your wife mine is here. does that make sense as it should be so stop being jealous of people whose zipporahs have been brought it's not their fault yours is on the way does that make sense so i'm not going to i'm not going to you get my point if i'm if i'm walking in my season the fact that it's not yours is not going to stop me from fully enjoying mine stop calling people arrogant and proud no my zipporah is here it's my time to multiply you should be asking me how did you get yours you should be learning you should be observing my mistakes so you don't repeat see there's a um you know i told you i have categories friends brothers acquaintances what you know so but there is there's some individuals who i have a positive relationship i don't even know where to place these ones you know but i have a positive relationship with right listen to me who are currently in their season of explosive manifestation is deep you hear they themselves would tell me that they don't understand what's going on yeah you just you know in fact one of them was saying recently that they're not doing anything near what they used to do that this is just strange their ministries are just on a trajectory of absolute boomness right and, and there's some people around me who are trying to get me to get involved in conversations about them that were not necessarily the best and the truth of the matter is some of the things that people were saying i actually agree with so the 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 gripes these other people have for gossiping about them me i must be honest i see their point because none of us are perfect but because i know none of us are perfect i know i am not perfect too so i'm not going to throw a stone at a person because those that live in glass houses should not throw stones i don't smoke i don't drink i don't cheat i don't lie i don't steal i don't do any of the obvious things but every so often in my life god pulls me aside and says dude in this area you and i are not cool i say sorry sir so who am i to attack somebody else and so one day i asked god i said lord why are you putting me in the midst of this kerfuffle I agree this is wrong but I know your hand is on this person and they mean well why why are you involving me and God said son your reward for not being jealous of them is that you get to watch so you don't make the same mistakes it blew like boom God said so I want you to have a front row seat 
to how in their innocence they are robbing other people the wrong way because you're next and when you blow i expect you now you won't be perfect but i expect you not to make these same mistakes i said thank you lord so sometimes going last is a benefit because people usually look to correct their mistakes with one person with another a divorcee usually wants to marry the opposite of the person who, who they divorced right so sometimes you going second or last right means that you get to blow better because you now know what truncated the former person's blowing so in this season Jethro says okay this is the right time get Zipporah for more someone say get zip for more get zippy for more then he brings her himself and by the way you want to study what the word Jethro means just 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 uh, you know just an aside someone say an aside it's the Hebrew word Yitro can I, can I tell you what it means it means abundance multiplication does that make sense it means largees so the, the priesthood of God that brings abundance brought the matrix of Moses's destiny after Moses had sent her back like I said either he took the initiative or her father asked for her but Moses was wise enough to understand whether it was his initiative or not that this is not the time to be multiplying and her two sons in essence she didn't just go on her own she went with something he produced before it's one thing for God to shut down what you can produce it's another thing for him to take away what you have already produced oh I'm preaching good I don't need an amen I, I I'm ministering to myself to God's glory the first son Gershom I've been an alien in a strange land meaning you gave me a portion where I had no portion secondly Eliezer means divine helper for the God of my father has heard me and delivered me from the sword of Pharaoh and Jethro Moses father-in-law came with his sons and his wife unto Moses into the wilderness where he encamped at the Mount of God where should you be in the season before your time to multiply at the place of the altar many of us run away from the mount of god because of a lack of results when that's where we should be when the results find us does that make sense and he said unto moses i've come unto you with your wife and sons moses went out to meet them and did obeisance and kissed him and they asked each other of their welfare and came into the tent now i know about you i'm just being honest if my wife is away from me for years and you bring her back i will say thank you i'll see you tomorrow no no don't, don't, just, this is your tent we'll come and talk tomorrow i'll be more interested in spending time with my wife and kids but moses like zip gersh ellie yo i'll see you later granddad and i have business moses understood listen when it's the season of release explosion multiplication whatever word you're looking for right that um you don't be so focused on the womb if you don't have the instructions with which to use the womb 
I'll give you an example. The first time in my life, you know, I'm an African by birth, black by skin color, British by citizenry, right? But the, the African genes in me come out sometimes. The only gadget I have ever bought in my life that I spent days reading the manual before I used, right? Was when I bought my first electric car. I said this one no we can't get it wrong so two weeks before the car arrived i went on every does that make sense i like we can't get this too much money to spoil this thing right many of us have damaged zipporah in the season of destiny because we didn't read the manual i told myself the car is not going anywhere to be here I need to know how to use it does that make sense so I must need to be patient long enough to say destiny is not going anywhere don't be in a rush see it, you are not the determinant of the time God is if the time to favor Zion has come then it ain't running anywhere slow down and have a chat with Jethro why because this girl has been in his care for years while you've been running around opening rocks to bring out water. He knows a thing or two. Oh, are y'all listening to me? So Moses told his father-in-law all that God had done. The Bible starts by telling us that Jethro heard what God had done. He came because he heard. Moses repeated it. Listen, verse 9. Jethro rejoiced. For all the goodness God had done to Israel, whom he had delivered out of the hands of the whom? The Egyptians. And Jethro said, listen, blessed be the Lord, no, God himself, who has delivered you out of the hands of the Egyptians. Listen, listen. And Jethro said, so from the hand of the Egyptians, he says, now I know, look at verse 9, verse 11. Now I know that God or the Lord, Yahweh, is greater than all gods for in the thing wherewith he dealt proudly he was above them pause so what looked like a delay to israel when they were like when moses told god you not delivered your people at all the 10 plagues and those 10 plagues didn't happen over 10 days for all we know they could have been 10 months maybe even 10 years we don't know for a fact right what to Israel looked like? This Boka thing is taking longer. Jethro gave heaven's perspective. You just wanted chap chap. God is establishing a narrative. A spiritual man who knows him, but also so. See, I told you Midian, right? So Jethro was a priest of Midian. Like I said, he was a. No, I didn't say he worshipped Yahweh. I said he was aware. He knew there was a God. His great great granddaddy worshipped. But by the time of Jethro's life, Midian had become a polytheistic society. If you study history, they had multiple gods. And so from Jethro's perspective, Israel's convoluted deliverance was proof that this was the exousia, the higher power, that his soul should be subject to. The contention was required so, so, see, you think everybody is as consecrated as you are. 
you've been in kingdom culture five ten years your parents were christian so in your mind everybody should know god is god not so some people need to see does that make sense he says now i know that he's above the other gods and then he took a burnt offering and sacrifices for god so the priest of midian now becomes the priest of god because the, so that's the first thing your multiplication season will do it won't just be for your enjoyment it will establish in the eyes of others that this thing you worship is really the thing but there's a second element to jethro's that i want to present as i close it came to pass on the morrow that moses sat to judge the people Moses did what? He did what? Sat. The word sat doesn't talk about the fact that he was tired. It means he was in his office. In his, remember I talked about the authority of an office. The seat. The parliamentary seat. The seated in heavenly places, right? The thrones, dominions. Moses sat to judge the people. Listen, listen. And the people stood. He sat, they stood. Who's in charge? If you walk into parliament in a parliamentary sitting, right? Except it's a vote. On the floor, the parliamentarians, the senators, the members of parliament are sitting. There's support staff running around. They're standing. It means there was only one person here with authority. The people stood and he sat. The only person in this system with authority was Moses. And they stood for morning till evening ladies and gentlemen the kingdom was never designed to be established upon the activity of people without authority doesn't matter how much you serve God how many times you pray fast whether you use a camera in church or you play a keyboard or you're on a, if if the only person with authority is Moses you'll see what Jethro says late, later this is not good so the average kingdom system in our day looks like this a very few set of people sitting i don't mean doing nothing no the, what i mean is there's the authorities concentrated in a tiny cluster and there's a huge number of people full of activity from morning till evening with very little if any authority and this is why now remember moses's time for multiplication had come but jethro was like no I brought your wife because it's your time it's not yet your people's time because this system is not what God wants to bless so there are times where we delay the dealings of God the breakthroughs of God because of a cultural deficit when Moses father in law verse 14 saw all that he did to the people he said what listen he says what is this thing that you are doing unto the people in a sense Moses you're allowing this is negligent and dare I say abusive he didn't say what are you doing with the people he says do in essence God is God was telling Moses to the Jethro the fact that you're cool with this makes you mean and so I made up my mind years ago been preaching this since 2012 but four years ago just before covid hit 
I said, I said, me done. Y'all can go, y'all can scream, y'all can cry. We're shutting this system down because I'm not going to stand before God and say, I did this to you by creating a system of very concentrated authority with an expanse of activity. Y'all better hear me in this place. I was going to say in this Catholic church. But they talk louder than you do sometimes. He says, what is the thing you do to the people? Why do you sit alone and all the people stand by thee from morning till evening? And Moses said unto his father-in-law, because the people come unto me to inquire of God. Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you a cult. And our Sunday mornings around the lands of the earth are full of well-meaning cults, innocent cults, unintentional cults, cults that actually bless people, cults through which God can actually touch people from time to time, but cults nonetheless. So the people come unto me, to inquire of the Lord when they have a matter they come to me and I judge between one and another listen and I do make them know the statutes of God and his laws this killed me Chris when I saw this correctly I thought it meant Moses wasn't teaching the people the laws of God no he says I so in essence Moses was teaching them but the teaching was focused on application not on experience so whenever there was a problem, he would teach them what God had to say about that problem. But the problem is, with the problem, is that since the teaching was tied to the context of the situation, the people never internalized it. So Moses wasn't presenting God to people as a being to be walked with. He was presenting them, him to them as a being who had rules that they better obey. In a certain context in essence Moses was not working himself out of a job the more he taught the people the more important he became because he was the only one who could teach them about God he never raised any other teachers he never raised people who knew him enough for themselves to not need him and so it looked spectacular because everybody was focused on him. It would have tickled his ego. It would have made him feel more important. Others watching would have said, what a guy. His people love him. But Jethro says, it is not good. Are you listening to me? And his father-in-law said, the thing you do is not good. Listen, he says, thou will surely wear away both you and this people now i always understood that this leadership system would would wear out the leader but jethro tells us the leader is not the only person who gets worn out the people do does that make sense oh, well, it makes sense that if one person is having to be all things to everybody it's obvious that person will wear out but jethro is explaining to us that people get burnt out by this system can i get a witness are y'all with me for this thing is too heavy for you and you are not able to perform it he now says hear now my voice i'll give you counsel how many of you know moses would not have listened to his counsel this time if he had not had a history of being a counselor before okay now but i digress 
God shall be with thee. Listen, for the, be thou for the people to God word. And this was where this was my sin. Telling people a little less interaction with you, so I can have a lot more interaction with God about you. And like I said, I had to drop thick skin to say, if you don't like it, that's fine. Be thou to the, towards God for the people, right? Are you following me? Listen. That thou mayest bring the causes unto God. Look at this, verse 20. And thou shalt teach them ordinances and laws and shall show them the way wherein they must walk and the work they must do. Stop applying God to their problems and start applying them to who and what he is and leave room for them to apply him on their own there is a mosaic system in the church today that makes this system look like negligence pastor is not there for me yes it's a feature not a bug it's intentional and if you've been around in this house long enough, you know there was a time when I was always there, right? Okay. It's a feature, not a bug. It's designed that way. And any system that is so prescriptive about your walk with God, that it is there for you. It's not, no. I just read the Bible to you, right? No. Teach them how to walk with God for themselves. And take a step back. And then bring the, in essence, for every one time you talk to them, talk about them to God three times. So the first thing Moses did by Jethro's instruction was to establish a system where, and like I told you guys four years ago, right? By the end of this year, majority of what I knew about God as at four years ago, I would have finished teaching you by the end of this year. Remember, I told you that might now that other things I've, I've discovered along the way but the curriculum as at four years ago is almost done. Now, you don't have to take it. You don't have to like it. I've heard people say things. I've heard people murmur, and that's fine. Including people I love among you, people who are very committed, but you don't understand this or that. For instance, all this prayer nonsense. Mm -hmm. Right? Some of you know because you were involved in the situation, something happened to me this week, right? Which... Well, I'll, I'll put it this way Satan's job Satan's, Satan's assignment right was for something I knew nothing about to land me in jail I'll just put it that way the pastor almost ended up with a criminal record for something I didn't know anything about I didn't do does that make sense but Satan was going and I was sat down there right in police custody I couldn't pray out loud the, the shock, shame, and embarrassment. And all I could say was, Father, help me. That was literally my prayer. Father, help me. And then secondly, because we have a system of prayer. And for those of you, because this happened in the UK. For those of you who are in the UK, I didn't want to scare you. So I didn't send the prayer request to you. I sent it to your siblings in Nigeria. Who have only just recently started praying this way right and so they were praying while all this was going on and over a six hour period 
a group of people who were hell-bent on destroying my life I, I literally saw a puppet string a man who was being so difficult no this this he must get in trouble we must write him the charge suddenly woke up and said in i saw his eyes changed and he's like wait hold on a second but this and this doesn't add up can he show this yes and this yes let him go so you can complain about the praying being too much all you want right this thing works it works we need this thing does that make sense so you can decide that it's not what you want that's fine maybe this is not for you but there is a people it is for does that make sense and in your not thinking it's for you don't sour don't we in the water trough for the people it's for don't sour it with your proto attitude to it because someday they will find themselves in a place where they need to see all i could say was father help me and i watched heaven move into position it's three or four impossible things happen back to back to back does that make sense secondly can you imagine if sat down in that position where i was in trouble for something i knew nothing about imagine if i just come from a prostitute's bed the night before do you think i'll have had the guts so all oh, this purity purity thing. oh yes the part of the purity the bible says if our conscience does not judge us before god so oh in essence jethro told moses this thing that you and God have in private, make it the public curriculum. And you can't make a curriculum out of something you don't have. Does that make sense? So I apologize if I'm your pastor. I can only teach you the God I know. Some other guy out there may have a different God. All blessings to God. My own, not his own. I don't know his own, right? But I can't teach you. I can't give you what I don't have. This is my own. Does that make sense? My own requires alignment. My own requires purity. My own requires prayer. My own requires a life of submission. My own requires forgiveness and not walking in mal. Does that make sense? My own requires financial, a budgeted life that puts... Does that make sense? So, so I can't bring you into a relationship with a God I have not walked with. Does that make sense? Isaac said to Joseph, the... the Jacob, the God of your father Abraham be with you. Gave him a staff. It's the staff I've received I can pass on. Does that make sense? So there may be other staffs out there. Beautiful. This is my own. And then secondly, for the sake of time, I'm going to end here. He then tells Moses, after that, the one we know happened after this. He then says, pick, se pick 70 elders. You don't jump to picking 70 elders until you've taught the entire nation the ordinances he taught the entire nation the ordinances and then based on how they lined up with the ordinances he found 70 elders and the Bible says he put his spirit not God's like I told you if God gives you a leader you must accept how God works through him or her you can choose your leader you can choose how you want God to deal with you you can't choose both you can decide this is how God will deal with me. Go and find a leader that fits that. All blessings. 
you can you can accept who god gives you and accept how it comes through them but you can't have your cake and eat it so moses takes his spirit and places it upon the 70 elders right and puts them in charge and the bible says the spirit of god comes upon them two of them are not even present at the ordination ceremony and it hits them where they are and the people who come out of Egypt as slaves and debtors end up at the promised land eventually an entire generation has died and they are still a multitude someone say multiply someone say multiply someone say multiply stand with me stand with me stand with me Kingdom Culture UK, you better believe it. There is no day I wake up, wherever I am around the world, I don't think about you. And trust me, there's no day that I've not been tempted. Like I told some of you in private recently, if I'm interested in growing a ministry, I know what to do. There's a very simple cadence that will work. It has worked in the past. But the intention, the instruction, was not to grow a large ministry. It was to do what Jethro told Moses. And that's the journey we've been on. And now I'm telling you that Zipporah is coming back. It is time to multiply. But there must be a yielding. Someone say a yielding. To the cadence of the dealings of God I commend you to the God when I say the angel I don't mean a literal angel I'm talking about how God was described by Jacob on his deathbed the angel that I have walked with the one who brought me into this land with two tiny suitcases took me through seasons of obscurity rescued me from the jaws of demonic attack time after time after time started something with four people in a hall that cast the cost six pounds an hour and has infiltrated and 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 directed to the glory of his name the culture of the move of the kingdom in a generation around this nation and beyond the one who in his wisdom asks for Zipporah back for a season says, I'm bringing her now. But there must be an imbibing, an imbibing. Come on, open your mouth, somebody. An imbibing before they can be an imparting. This land has been primed to respond to a sound from this altar don't change it others have changed it in the past there have been transitions and handovers in the past where others in in their in their wisdom and in their good intentions they, they meant well have tampered with the configuration of the dna don't make the same mistake kashina varune vekia zivele dombra aski eko because like in the days of Moses whether or not you are officially ordained when the spirit comes it looks for those who qualify for it Joshua says the guys in the camp 
who are not part of the ordination are prophesying. Moses says, leave them alone. My desire is that all God's people, all God's people would prophesy. An authority is coming that will be concentrated in the pew, not the pulpit. For the least among us shall be stronger than David, a little one, a thousand, and a small one, a mighty nation. For he will multiply us and we shall not be few. He will glorify us and we shall not be small. Zevedina baros nahatia kebena. And I want you to lift up your voice. If you can get in groups of twos or threes, maybe threes, groups of threes. Man sikete. Because of time, I could not show you. And one of the signs that it is time to multiply is the gathering of the Philistines. We looked at this briefly last week. That after David got to Jerusalem and got those wives and began to have those children, the Philistines showed up. I just give you a little, a tiny window into the last few days of my life. And as I began to deal with the Lord and say, Lord, what would waiting be this? What be these? A strong witness began to grow in my spirit. these are the horns designed to make sure no one lifts up their head in essence think it not strange that your season of multiplication is heralded by attention from the philistines now in the authority of this atmosphere of god and his glory and word i want us to begin to speak and say lord every gathering of the philistine army against this season for our house open your mouth and pray lesumbaba arua babine sukai palundia katela zevuntevi la ujda vitiakwa let pronounce palaile palaile we look to yahweh take the keys up we look to yahweh we are confident of the one on whom we have believed that what he began he will finish we pass judgment in the realm of the spirit that there will be a scattering in the philistine camp a scattering in the Philistine camp a scattering we hear the noise in the mulberry bushes lay down a marker Lord let every watching Jethro understand that the Lord is above every other God Oh, we give you praise. Oh, we give you praise and glory. Yeah. Oh, 
Fathers, we have spoken in your ears today, so do unto us. We acknowledge, we attest and affirm that these are the days of our power. That the womb of the morning is bringing the dew of our youth. What you started in us all those years ago, finish. That the heathen may know that the Lord reigns in the affairs of the living. We join our faith for every circumstance as a corporate house, as individuals and families, where the roar of the satanic caricature of a lion is instilling fear, anxiety, and concern. We look to Yahweh. We call on the God of angel armies. Let it be known that these are your people and that we are the inheritance of your glory. No miscarriages, no delays, no denials. Where we have missed in the past, each of us individually and corporately, redeem timelines for a second chance carry this baby through to completion we give you praise in jesus name somebody somewhere clap your hands and shout unto god with a voice of triumph Father, we honor you for your servant. But God, he wrestled in the spirit. God, he obeyed when it was difficult. Father, for this sake, I pray for all who are under his jurisdiction. I pray for an empowerment to pray for him. I pray, oh God, that we will be those that will hold up his hands when it is time for them to be up. I pray, oh God, that each son and each daughter would be as of seven sons each he would not be without covering he would not be without prayer he would be surrounded by those who are obsessed with praying for him with interceding for him those whom he has raised will cover him those in this house will pray for him father where there is not place a burden 
to intercede for this man, to intercede for his wife, to intercede for his family. That even when attack comes, he won't have to do like he did this time and call and say, pray for me. We will pick it up before. We will pick it up during. And God, we will cover him in the spirit as you give us strength and grace. I thank you for the vision that you have given him. That even as he is speaking and giving us direction now, Father, I know his eyes where you have put them are way beyond now. They are way beyond what you were teaching us now. God, I pray for grace in his life. We honor you for our covering. We honor you, O oh God. We thank you that even as he returns, he returns filled. He indeed has left us with full pockets. He indeed has left us full. God, he would not return empty. We, oh God, stand as the fruit which he has sold. May his heart be full. May it be full with plenty. And Father, I pray that all his affairs would line up in this season to hear you, to spend time with you, to be directed by you. And in this house, you will raise an army of covering for him, an, an army of covering for Patch and his family and all that concerns them. Father, we honor you. We praise you, Jehovah. We thank you for the empowerment, for the burden and the joy that, it, that we have in being able to serve the servants you have given us. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Thank you all um, for coming today. I am going to go back and listen to this again, um, but I encourage you all to do so as well. God bless you. Um, so we're just going to close, but if you can, hold a neighbor's hand. And say, surely, as I have heard, I will do. Surely, as I have heard, I will become. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Have a wonderful evening. All oh, God bless you. Thank you for joining us. Bye-bye.